Welcome to the Women & Money Cafe. I'm your host, Julie Flynn, Independent Financial Advisor and Financial Coach, and this is the weekly money podcast for women by women, exploring the practical and emotional side of money. Welcome back to another episode of the Women & Money Cafe podcast. Now today, uh, it's just me and Sarah with you. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Okay, because it's the two of us and we've been left alone, I'm like, what should we talk about today? And we thought what would be a good idea is let's share with you the five most common mistakes that we see women make with money. So sit back, listen, pay attention. And if you're making any of these mistakes or you know someone that is, point them towards the podcast. Okay. So Sarah, do you want to kick us off with the first thing, that, the first most common mistake that you see us lot make with our money? Yeah. Okay. The most common one is that women are still not fully in the picture of any full joint financial decisions, situations. Women are still, I find on the whole, managing what I call the day-to-day money, whether that's kids, bills, household, all that stuff that takes a lot of organising and and what have you. But that means, consequently, the partner is then often the one who is doing the investments or the pensions. And they either don't realise that they might have stuff in their own name or worse still, they don't have any longer term savings in their own name. I was once told by a very wise lady I met many years ago that women should always have ready to hand their purse, their passport and their trainers. Now, that might sound a bit extreme, but I took from that and I also was told from a very young age never to rely on, I was told a man, but anyone else for money. Now, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but I think it's important because we still see so many women on the back foot financially when relationships break down in particular. Um, and I just really want to encourage women to, to to start having money in their own name to make sure they've got savings in their own name and investments in their own name, however small you're going to come onto that. But they, it's really, really important. I think that's a really good point as well. Like if you think about the skills it takes to manage a household budget for a family, you know, you were saying like making sure there's money to pay the bills, making sure that the foods, the cupboards stock with food, paying for all the school trips, juggling all of that. They are some serious money skills. Yes. So if you can do all that, you can get your head around all the investments of the long term money. And I would say that probably my experience reflects yours, that we've got women that are like the CFOs of the family and they are running the operating budget, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. But the men offer their they tend to be in charge of the long term assets so the mm. pensions and the investments so obviously you and i have never fallen into that camp because <laughs> probably because of what we do for a living but if someone's sitting there and they are in a relationship and they're thinking okay yeah that's me i don't pay attention to that stuff because mm, i'm busy and it's boring and they do it and i'm sure it'll be okay can you give us any suggestions on like quick, easy ways to start engaging with the long-term assets a bit more? Well, there's two things you can do. One is is start to have, try and have some money conversations with your partner, which we've alluded to in other episodes. And the other thing you can do is, is look at the money that you're bringing in or 
or is there a budget that comes in that from that budget it's a question of that's what you have to run the household is there preferably openly with your partner but is there a way that you can say can I have a small amount of that for me or is if you're bringing your money into the pot do you see any of that money or does it all go into the joint the family oh crikey this month I was going to buy a new pair of shoes or I was going to save for this but actually suddenly there's three school trips in one half term because that's what used to happen to me um so I would think that it's trying to make sure that you can keep a little bit back for yourself whether you're earning money whether you're not earning money trying to have open conversations with your partner you know I know that's not an easy one. And if you've not operated like that, it can be very hard. But we have got tips in other episodes to help you with that. Um, but it's just start, even if it's £10 a month, something that's just for you. It's it's something, have a little goal or something you want to save for. Have a little goal, put a, you know, £10 a month aside that's just in your name, that's just for you. And then once, because we all know, don't we, that once you start seeing money build up, once you start those habits, it becomes quite addictive. <laughs> it does. It does. I think my top tip as well, and I've probably mentioned this before, is if you're the one that's not terribly engaged with what all the pensions are, what all the insurance is and all of that, what you need to do with your partner is get a one-page document. And I've got a template for this, so if you want it, just drop me a message and I will share it. And it's just it's arranging everything into columns. So it's like, what have I got? How much is it worth? And what's it for? So likes of mine, I'm thinking about, I'm picturing mine. So the in the first column, there'll be a Zurich level term assurance. It's life cover. It's for £150,000. It's for if I die. <laughs> the yeah. next one down, it's got my pension, how much it's worth. It's for retirement. So you've just got a one page that you can quickly see where all the family assets are listed. And just update it maybe once a year. And also you can see how much of that is in your name. Mm -hmm. and how much isn't because quite often if there is if there is quite a gap between you know two people's earnings in a partnership there's a lot of focus on protecting the person who's earning the most and then often the other person gets what so there's often a real divide still to this day because we're all busy and you know a lot of it is just we just haven't had the time even if we've got the inclination to sit down and go through it but I love the one pages mm. yeah yeah. Okay, so that's that's the one of the common mistake number one is not getting involved with the long term money. All right, what's mm. the second one you've got for us, Sarah? Yeah, I, I another one I come across a lot is a lot of um, women seem quite engaged on the fact that they feel they should be investing, um, and that's great, but they end up sometimes investing or what I would call speculating on something like Bitcoin or something short term because they're lured by, I must invest, I must invest, I should be investing. But actually, they haven't yet sorted out what we would call, you know, your basics. And they haven't yet got like cash emergency fund, or they might still be using a credit card or have debt whilst they're investing or speculating in something that is probably quite high risk. And they haven't had a chance to sit down and think, well, is that really going to help me achieve a goal? They might not have actually have a purpose for that money. It might just be, I should be doing this, so I'm going to do it without thinking about the whys and what's it for. Um, and have you got the basics in place to start with? I think that's a really good one because I had this conversation with a woman not that long ago. She found me on Facebook and we had a chat. She's like, I know we should be investing. 
but I don't know where to start. I don't know if I should go with crypto or forex trading. Blimey. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> but these are the things that she'd heard about. Yeah. See, nobody yeah. talks about the boring kind of investments, which are the ones you're meant to start with. All right. You're not meant to start with crypto or forex trading. Um, but yeah, it's like that notion that I should be doing something and then going and doing like something a little bit crazy. I liken it, you know, when you, you feel I should be doing some exercise, I should be doing it and you go and join some really expensive, all singing, all dancing gym, because I can do this and I'm going to do this class and you knack yourself and you bust your back or whatever in the first week. And then that's it. You never do it again. It's a bit like that, ladies, you know, you're all in or you're all out, but you know, there are ways to gradually get in and, and, you know, step up. So, so if you're, if you're like that, or one of those um, who goes on extreme diets, um, you know, I'm either eating nothing or I'm eating everything in sight, my seafood diet, or, you know, it's, it's very much the same thing. There are ways you just, you just dip your toe in the water and you gradually start. Yeah. See, cause the one that springs to my mind as you're talking about this is impulsivity. Mm. So yeah, one of the things we see is people being a little bit impulsive with money. Now the flip side to that, one of the most common mistakes I'm going to share that I see is the flip of that. And it's this, this striving for perfectionism mm -hmm. so it's like what you're saying it's going back to that idea i know i should be doing something but before i do anything i need to understand it in its entirety because i'm aiming for perfectionism so if i'm going to do it i need to get it absolutely right and then what happens is you become paralyzed because you're trying to absorb too much information and you're scared of getting it wrong. So what happens is you end up doing nothing. And then 10 years have passed and you're like, shit, I was going to do a pension. And I didn't do it because I have to get the right pension. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there, people. There is no such thing as a wrong pension. They're all right. Just, <laughs> just get one. <laughs> just Anyone. <start. laughs> and start obviously don't be doing forex or crypto in it okay <laughs> but oh, is that no that notion that i have to get this right this this idea of perfectionism and it just it stops people in their tracks and i'm going to argue that some action is always going to be better than inaction oh yes always yeah so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I was going to start nicer, or I was going to start a pension, or I was going to put some money in an emergency fund, but I don't know what the right thing to do is. And until I know the right thing, I'm not going to do anything. What would you say to those women, Sarah? Bugger the right thing. <laughs> Just <laughs> listen to a few more. I think we can probably give them some links to specific episodes of we've done and a few other ideas. But yeah, just 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 start. Just take your first small step. There's no such thing as perfection anyway. No, you can have really sort of like binary thinking that something is good or something is bad. And mm. I would say that if you go and pick, let's just say a pension from any UK provider, they're authorised and if they're regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, the worst thing that will happen probably is that you will pick a pension that doesn't have many fun, much fun choice in it. And given that you've had analysis paralysis because of choice, that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> or the other worst thing that could happen to you is you could have got it a tiny bit cheaper if you'd gone somewhere else. Neither of these are devastating results. So you, I don't think you can actually get it wrong. Just need to start. Well, we have a lot of fun running the cafe. The reason we do it is to reach as many women as possible to empower them around money. 
So if you know a woman who would benefit from feeling financially empowered, you can help them and us by sharing this episode with them. Right, my number four mistake that I see most often, and at first you're going to be like, what, Jules? And it's losing sight of why you're doing it. Mm. Why am I doing what? Why, whatever it is you're doing with your money. Before you start doing something with your money, be that saving, investing, pension, whatever, know why you're doing it. And I'm going to call that a goal. So when people start to lose sight of the goal, that's when they do daft things. Uh, so I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say you started listening to us a couple of years ago. And you're like, oh, that ISA thingy, that sounds good. I'm going to go and get me one of them because... I know that I want to retire earlier than the state pension and that money can help bridge the gap for me. So this is decades away that you'll actually need that money. But then in 2022, you saw the value of it drop and you're like, I don't like this anymore. It was fun when it was going up. No, I don't like it. I'm just going to pull it out. And that's because you lost sight of the goal because you don't need that money for another 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. So it's when you lose sight of the goal and you react to something in the moment, Rather than checking in with what my long-term plan is, that's when we make mistakes. And the mistake is you end up losing money. Don't do not do anything because you think you should or just for the sake of it. Make sure it's always got a purpose. Uh-huh. And you know what? Write it down. Go and get a bit of paper, write at the top of it, my financial plan. And then write down, I am putting, for argument's sake, £100 a month in an ISA because I'm building up funds to help me bridge the gap between when I want to retire when the pension kicks in. Or I am putting £50 a month into my pension because I want to have more than a basic standard of living in retirement. Whatever it is, write, write down what, what, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then when you're tempted to do something with it, go and check in with a bit of paper and ask yourself, is if the action that I am inclined to take, is that aligned with what I wrote in the bit of paper? Mm. If it isn't, step back. Don't push any buttons. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add on that one? I'm not sure we can, really. <laughs> and then mistake number five, and this was your idea, and I absolutely love this, because as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, my God, Yes. Ah, I've done this. You've done this. Like, I'm pretty sure we've all done this, haven't we? You're looking blankly at me. Do you want me to remind you? (laughs) My memory's gone completely. (laughs) All right. So Sarah, observe mistake number five that women seem to seem to make. And I'm I'm confessing I've done it. I know you have. And that is that we fail to spend money on ourselves. Oh yes. The biggie. I know it's very common in mums but it's not just if you've got children there are often other uh, loved ones in your life or indeed other things in your life that you might want to spend money on but I think it can come from two things it can come from a need to maybe overindulge or overprotect or overspoil or try and do something that was very different from perhaps your own experience in childhood but it can also come from the fact that you don't necessarily think you're deserving or worthy of spending money on yourself so whatever's driving it um if you've got a spare 10 pounds 100 pounds or 1000 pounds you don't need to spend all of it on somebody else Hmm. And, and if you're not comfortable spending it on yourself then start that little savings plan or little investment for your future self 
no, we are, we are, it's the most common thing. And when I suggested this in a group of women recently who were a very mixed age bunch, half of them said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. And the other half were like, I wish I had that problem. I actually spend way too much on myself. <laughs> you can't win, you know, if you're a woman. But um, it's very interesting how, and then, but each each group had the guilt of, one had the guilt if they were spending it on themselves because they mm-hmm. felt they should be spending more. And then what happened is they then spent the same amount on the loved ones and then ended up, they were just spending too much. And the other ones were like, yeah, but I they come first. Mm. They're the most important thing. But as we know only too well that we come first, because if we're the ones that care and love for them, then we have to come first. Otherwise, who's going to care and love for them and spoil them and all the rest of it? So spend it on yourself or spend some of it on yourself, ladies. You you always deserve it. I think as well, see coming at it from a parent point of view is spending money on yourself if this is something not something that you actually are comfortable or regularly do at the moment is is your you're demonstrating a pattern of behavior to your children and like you want to show that you're a person of worth and value and they're allowed to do that for themselves as well you don't want them growing up thinking okay we don't spend money ourselves because then it just passes down through the bloody generations doesn't it I know that I struggled with this and I started small once I realised that. So I started, I bought myself flowers. That was one of the first things I started doing. And I just gradually inched up what I was comfortable spending on myself because I found it really hard. Mm. So I bought myself some flowers. Then I ended up, I think, I got to the stage where I bought myself some jewellery as well. So... It was just acclimatising myself. It's like sticking your toe in the shallow end of the pool and just edging yourself into it slowly. Well, that's kind of what applies to most things that we talk about, isn't it, whether you're starting anything, really. I think when, certainly when ours were younger and money was very tight, if it's a question of, you know, there'd be needs. It might be you need a new coat. It might be that the kids need a new school uniform. It might be whatever it is. Everyone else's needs were met first. And you only got your new coat if there was still something left. So, um, and I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if it's a question of money is is, is that tight, then it's a question of of acknowledging the fact that if you're really not in a position financially you know, to, to spend much on yourself. It's just acknowledging the fact that, okay, it's need for the family, but it doesn't mean I'm not deserving of it. It's just, you know, it's just prioritising where, where the need is. But, yeah, it's, it's um, and I think sometimes habits come from that where it's been a necessity because actually the children have to go to school, <laughs> school uniform and things like that, that then it becomes a habit and it's a habit that's hard to break out of perhaps when things get a bit easier as well. I think that's a really good point, actually. Um, and I thought that occurred to me as, like like you were saying, if there isn't actually money to spend on yourself, or if you're like me and it's just really hard to do, you need to go slowly. I would suggest one of the first things you can do, and we all have this to spend, is time. Yeah. 
you know, make time for yourself to say, right, I'm going to take this hour and I'm going to do something that I like. It doesn't have to be productive. It doesn't have to be for work. It doesn't have to be for the house. It's just something you can be totally indulgent with that one hour and do whatever the hell you want with it. All right, so what we've got then so far is like we've worked through our top five mistakes. Then. So one, your first one, Sarah, was women are get get involved with the long-term money, mm. right? And have money in your own name. Have money in your own name. And then you were saying, talk to me again, remind me of mistake number two, it was to do with crypto, wasn't it? Or something like that. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just just so so often seen the the mistake when they feel they should be investing and should be doing something, and they've gone and invested. You know, in a bit. Sometimes it isn't something like crypto. Sometimes it's not, but they've invested something that's not always that appropriate. But more importantly, they've done that before, just because they think they should, without actually having a a purpose for it and b having the basics. They might still be using a credit card instead of having an emergency fund and thing and things like that. So, um. It's going back to the basics. Don't don't just do things on a whim. Everything's got to be done. I think we referred to something earlier, intentionally and, and with purpose and understand. If you don't understand exactly what you're doing, understand why you want to do it. As yeah. you said, use your goals. Mm. All right. Which takes us on to mistake number three, which is, oh, it's number three was perfectionism. Mm. If you're sitting there and you've been thinking, yeah, six months ago I was going to open that pension, I still haven't done it. Perfection does not exist in financial planning. As soon as we make a decision, it's out of date. You can't actually get it terribly wrong, providing you stay away from the whole crypto forex thing, right? Just go pick an ISA, go pick a pension, go stick £50 in a savings account. You can't actually get it wrong. It will, nothing bad will happen if there was a slightly better pension you could have picked or whatever just take action any action is always going to be better than an action um and then my my number four was about goals losing sight of the goal so when we forget why we why we did something that that leaves us open to making mistakes so the money that you were investing in an ISA and then it takes a drop in value and you're having a bit of a freak because it looks like it just keeps going down but you your your goal your plan you didn't need it for another 10 15 whatever years if you go and pull it out, that's the worst possible thing you could do. If you'd reminded yourself what the goal was, you just stuck with it and you make lots of money that way. So don't lose sight of why you're doing a thing. You can fit your goals on a post-it note and stick it on the fridge or whatever works. Yeah. Oh, whatever works. I'm a fan of a post-it note. Yeah. And then your last one is we need to spend money on ourselves. So, or invest money for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can spend or invest money for ourselves. Money for me. Doesn't matter what it looks like. (laughs) Me money is Sarah's message for you. All right. So any last thoughts for us, Sarah, before we wrap things up? Yeah, just I would just, you know, as women, generally, we are still on the slight back foot financially, whether that's because we earn less, we take career breaks, whatever the reason. So... As much as things are beginning to change, ladies, it is actually down to us to actually take the steps and take the action to start making a difference in that area. So try and take a little bit of control, if you're able to, um, of your own financial destiny or future or security, if you can. 
All right, fantastic. Uh, also, what I'll do in the show notes, I will put a link to two other episodes that might help you out if you've got that analysis paralysis thing. We've done an episode on how to start a pension. In less than 30 minutes, we tell you how to start a pension. Uh, we've done an episode on how to start your first stocks and shares, ISA. So if these are the things that have been on your to-do list that you have not taken action on, then go and check these out and we'll take care of you. All right, Sarah, thank you very much for that. That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> oh well we can talk for hours can't we really <laughs> you and i for sure uh -huh. but we've done we've done well to get our five five biggest mistakes that we see so uh thank you for that uh listeners thank you for listening and until next time please do take care of yourself thanks for listening to the women and money cafe if you've enjoyed it please leave us a review. It really does help. And also please note the podcast is for education and information only and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. Please reach out to one of us or any of the other fantastic financial advisors in the UK for that kind of help.